0: People want to know that if I am going to buy from you, if I am going to purchase your product, if I am going to help give you money, if I am going to make you rich, what are you doing in return? What are you doing to help the world? How are you helping somebody in need? Hi, this is Anita from the Global Trade Gal. Today I want to talk about something about social environmental responsibility and crime. In other words, when does a lack of social environmental responsibility by a corporation, company, or brand constitute a criminal act? I've been quite fascinated in watching everything that's been unfolding in the Ukraine and in Russia. And I think like many of you that are out there, you have been shocked, surprised, uh, wondering what's next, what's going to happen. What I've also been very interested in is to see the amount of companies who, some of them with pressure, started to change some of their policies. And in fact left doing business in Russia. Now, I don't want to get into a political statement about whether this is right or whether this is wrong or I realize that there could be some people that might be on the other side of the fence from what I am on this. But I wanted to point out about this because this is really interesting how the world today with the internet and with the fact that you you can run but you can't hide is changing how companies do business. So I'm going to go back and ask the question, is a company or corporation that doesn't care or is not concerned about society or the environment, is this considered criminal? When all of this unfolded in the Ukraine with Russia, McDonald's, Starbucks, and several other companies that have a huge presence there by the way people started doing a hashtag boycott mcdonalds boycott starbucks and they were saying boycott these companies because of the fact that they were not shutting their doors in russia within a day they shut their doors and stopped operations there and i'm sure at great personal cost to not only them but also their employees and and others and and face it you know you can't get a big mac there uh, some people are really suffering So, you know, the question is like, when does it become criminal when a company doesn't do this, when a company just doesn't care? You know, recent research has shown that consumers and especially the Generation X and millennials, and if there's any Generation X and millennials out there listening, hey, guys, I take my hat off to you because you guys are the generation that is changing things that many of the Generation X and millennials, they say that this matters, that a company, corporation, and brand needs to show that they care about society and the environment. And they also feel, and they also are going a step further and say, hey, companies should be transparent about this. In other words, now they shouldn't just tell me they care about it, they should be transparent about it. And that going back to what I said, what recently happened with uh, McDonald's and several of the other big companies in Russia, basically, a lot of people were saying, hey, if you really care about society, if you care about the environment, if you care about people, show us through your actions. So they shuttered their doors. You know, here's some things that people want to see a company that has a social environmental responsibility do. And this list, you know, maybe is not complete, but this certainly is a list that matters. A company actively working to reduce their carbon footprint. Recently, when I flew on United, United made a big deal talking about how they're reducing their carbon footprint, and by so many years, they would have reduced it. So, you know, for many companies and corporations, they are understanding that they need to reduce their carbon footprint. The other one is a company improving its social and environmental policies, including those throughout the entire global supply chain. You know, companies today need to look at their social and environmental policies, not just For themselves, but also the entire global supply chain. And that's where it becomes difficult because it is hard to know exactly what your partner's doing or your partner's partner or your partner's partner's partners. It is really hard to know exactly what they're doing. But people are saying like, hey, you, if you're a big corporation, you should be responsible and understand this. A company that is participating in fair trade and ethical sourcing practices. People want to understand that they're working with an ethical company that cares about fair trade and cares about where and how and whom they are sourcing their products from. And research has shown that, hey, guess what? People are willing to pay a little bit extra for this. They are willing to pay a bit more to understand that there is not slave, child, or prison labor has been used to produce their product. A company that believes in diversity, equity, and inclusion for all members of society. And this, of course, has to do with gender, race, sexual orientation, and even religion. People want to know that they're working for a company or corporation that is inclusive and not exclusive. A company that has charitable global giving policies in place. People want to know that if I am going to buy from you, if I am going to purchase your product, if I am going to help give you money, if I am going to make you rich, what are you doing in return? What are you doing to help the world? How are you helping somebody in need? A company that believes and encourages community service and volunteering. People want to work for a company that if they say to them, hey, you know, um, can I have off to go volunteer for this, that they might say, hey, don't take your vacation day. We will support you. You go out and do this. Of course, you know, everything's with the limit. You don't want to be doing it every day. But, you know, that companies will allow it every once in a while and they maybe even will encourage it, that they'll maybe even – Arrange days or times when everyone goes out into the company and does a service project. Everyone goes out in the company and they pick up garbage from the street. Everyone goes out in the company and they do something to help society. People want to work for somebody that they know not only says they care, but actually cares. A company that has policies in place to protect and improve the environment. And this is a little different than the carbon footprint, but it's very similar, that they want to know that they are doing something to make sure the environment is being improved and protected. Not just protected, but improved. What are they doing to try to make sure that they are not the people polluting, that they are the ones that are helping to make the environment and the society we live in better, that they are trying to combat global warming a company that does not just care about profits, but also makes conscientious social and environmental investments. You know, in other words, a company that they're just not going to say, this is just not about profits. And if it's going to hurt us and it's going to hurt us for a while, that we can't sell our Big Mac in Russia, that's okay. We won't. You know, the question becomes like, when... Does this become a criminal act when a company doesn't do it? Or when does it just become neglect? Like they, like they, you know, just like we're, we're just not going to do it because we don't really care. We don't see it as important for us. It's all about, it's all about profits. So when does it actually become criminal? So, you know, when is a company, corporation or brand responsible for social and in the environment? You know, and, um, does a lack of a corporate social responsibility, does it become a criminal act or a moral matter? That becomes a question. Does a lack of corporate social environmental responsibility ensure a criminal act or is it just a moral matter? Does it really matter? You know, here's some ways that a company's um, social environmental responsibility is morally wrong and criminal. You know, obviously a company that does not care about the environment, so they knowingly dump, um, you know, waste and waters and riverways around the world. And I say this around the world because this kind of criminal act destroys the wildlife and usually drives people that the innocent people that are stuck having this waste being dumped on them in harm's way, and many times causes long-term health conditions, which then in turn drive them down to poverty because they're not able to work. They're not able to grow crops on the soil. So, you know, there's a cycle of poverty that happens because of the environment. A company that participates or uses wood from illegal or indiscriminate logging, you know, I've been in some parts of Vietnam where I've seen where, you know, they've cut the trees off the mountains and the rain comes in and roads wash away, houses wash away, farms wash away because there's so much land erosion that this illegal uh, logging and this illegal farming and this cutting down of this wood could cause floods to sweep through entire villages, you know, killing livestock, killing people And, you know, basically destroying all the crops. And this, of course, in turn, you know, not people not only lose their lives, but it also causes huge damage to the land, which is really, really hard and difficult to repair. So, you know, a company that says, I don't care where the wood's from, as long as you get me the wood, I don't care. Well, you know, is that a criminal act or is that a moral act? A company that does not seek out ways to manage electronic waste. A developed country has up to 50 million tons of electronic waste every year. 50 million tons. That's huge. Yeah, you know, this includes computers, TV sets, mobile phones and appliances. You know, many of these are not properly managed, so they go into landfills, they go into waste dumps, they get exported to a third-world country, and we we pay the third-world country to keep our waste. We pay them to take this uh, type of electronic and very dangerous waste off our hands. So, you know, a, a company that doesn't care about that and just says, hey, you know, we don't care. You know, is is that morally wrong or is that criminal? This is why I appreciate a lot of companies like will take back your old phones, take back your old computers, you know, take back that because they're looking at how can we help with this type of waste. A company that doesn't worry or doesn't care about ethical sourcing or fair trade throughout their entire global supply chain. You know, ethical sourcing is all about understanding what all the players in your global supply chain are doing to help society and the environment. And you know, this is a buzzword that anyone that's deciding that they're going to go and they're going to become a importer of products, they're going to be involved in the global supply chain. This is a buzzword that you're going to hear, has this been ethically sourced? You know, in other words, do you know what's going on in your supply chain? A company that does not care about social or political issues and will not take a stand on them. And, you know, the great example of this is what's been happening in Russia and the Ukraine. Companies that aren't going to take a stand, people are probably going to make them be responsible for it. You know, the truth is that companies today need to be concerned about this. To be part of the global supply chain means that you need to be concerned about what is happening within your part of the global supply chain. You need to understand everything that's happening there. You know, one of the great examples of this was in uh, 2012. And this is not, this is actually a sad example because so many people died, but it's a Dhaka Garment Factory that happened in Bangladesh. A fire broke out, and some of you might remember this, it was on the news quite a bit, was a fire broke out and killed over 115 workers. The factory had opened in 2019 and employed 1,630 workers. They made T-shirts and jackets and products for various organizations, including Walmart, Carrefour's, IKEA. You know, and this fire broke out and there was no safety and it was just, you know, textiles everywhere. That over 150 workers died and over 200 or so were badly injured. Walmart, of course, because, you know, their cartons were there and other things were in the factory, got really criticized about this, about the poor safety and other standards that were allowed, that so many workers were able to die, basically, you know, even though Walmart doesn't own the factory, but they were saying to Walmart, hey, look, you're buying from this factory. And if you didn't buy from this factory, they would not be in business. And so you need to be responsible for them. It was discovered that the previous year that inspectors had come into the factory and the factory had been flagged by the safety inspectors as a code orange. And a code orange was for violation of ethical sourcing safety conditions. So they knew about the violations. Walmart knew about the violations, but yet they continued to work with the factory. Walmart took a massive public relations hit for the fire, even though Walmart did not own the factory. And Walmart tried to claim and say, look, wasn't us, it was our supplier. We didn't know that they were working in this factory. I myself personally find that hard to believe because if Walmart's labels there, if Walmart has cartons there, if Walmart's packing things there, they probably would have brought inspectors in. Inspectors would have got into the factories. Inspectors would have seen what was happening, and the inspectors would have, you know, pretty much known the condition of the factory and what was going on. But you know, this is a lesson that everyone can learn from this tragic, um, from this tragic fire that happened the lesson that anyone can learn that is in the global supply chain is that what happens on your watch or what happens in your supply chain does and can matter. Going back to my original thoughts about technology, here's the good thing about technology is companies can't hide here's the bad thing about technology, if you're a company, is you can't hide. If you are going to not be responsible for things as your global supply chain, you're not going to be responsible for the environment. You're not going to be responsible for all these other issues that people care about. Some video blogger, some individual, somebody's going to put it up on Facebook, or they're going to put it up on Instagram, or they're going to put it up on YouTube. Somebody there is going to take photos of that. They're going to document it. They're going to show it. And you are going to become responsible. And then people all around the world are going to see it. And before you know it, this brand that you've spent years building up, that you've spent time to build up, suddenly, you're going to be on this list of hashtag Boycott because people are going to say, "Hey, you're a company, your corporation, you're a brand. You need to be responsible for what's going on on your watch." And that's really where, going back to the original question, when does social environmental responsibility become criminal or become a crime? The truth is, a company should not need to look at it as a criminal act, but instead should do the right thing because it's ethically and morally the right thing to do. That is what a company, corporation, or brand, big or small, should be doing. Not because it could be a criminal act, because simply it is the right thing to do. This is Anita from the Global Trade Gal. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you've enjoyed our podcast. And you know, if you can, subscribe. We'd love to have you be part of our community. We'd love to have you listen to us, comment about what things we're talking about, if you have any thoughts, something you'd like to hear about. We'd love to hear from you. Also, we want you to know how much we appreciate you. Thank you for allowing me to spend this time once a week and to talk to you and to let you know some of my thoughts and some of my beliefs and some of the things I have learned as a Global Trade Gal. Thank you so much for listening.